those who don't know me, I'm Andy McDonald. I'm from the, the Geelong Revival Fellowship. I've got this thing, right? If I, if I focus on anybody's face, I'm going to cry. Uh, it's just me. I'm a, I'm a big sook. Um, but uh, I'm just, just very thankful to the Lord for what he's done in my family, this, particularly this year, and uh, there's several other folk that uh, know exactly what I'm talking about. I'll, I'll get away from that. I'll start, I'll start with a rather unusual question. You wonder why I'm asking But who amongst us today has at home a painting on a wall in their house? Lots and lots of hands are going up. Any type of painting could be, you know, a landscape, or a portrait, could be still life, flowers, could be one of those funky sort of um, abstract art kind of things like we have, a canvas that looks like it's had several painting accidents if they're on top of it. But, you know, a lot of people have paintings on the wall or on maybe several walls in their home. Um, I think most of us have, have a bit of an appreciation for artwork. Uh, I think it's something that's, that's in human nature to have an appreciation for, for beautiful things or for interesting things or for things that have been um, done very cleverly. And I could ask another question. I won't ask my hands this time, but, but I wonder how many people there are here today that have actually have actually painted something that is hanging on the wall in their home or maybe someone else's home. I'm sure amongst us we have some very clever artists. And there are different forms, different types of artists. We have artists who are very clever in uh, musical instruments, singers that refer to singers and musicians as, as artists, don't we? But thinking more, bring it back to the, the painting side of things, um, there are many people that have become very famous for their painting skills. Um, you look back in the time of the Renaissance, you've got these uh, artists that were famous for, for, their, for their works of art, um, and, and they're still famous to this day. They're, displayed in, in art galleries around the world. You think of uh, other types of artists, sort of more impressionists or French impressionists. Uh, we've got a, a Claude Monet painting in our, in our patterns, that's the way. Um, Sue and I had uh, a couple of Monet paintings hanging up at home. Uh, Monet, paint, Monet prints. We, we didn't have the originals, I can guarantee you that. But, uh, you know, because they appealed to us. They, you know, brought a certain sort of feel to the room. We enjoyed looking at them. They fitted in with, with the decor. Um, and then you think sort of more modern times. So I remember a couple of decades ago, there was a famous Australian painter by the name of Ken, Ken Doan, Ken Dunn. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, Ken Doan. Everyone had Ken Doan paintings. You know, um, I don't know if you remember how many people remember these, these were sort of bright pinks and light blues and it's all sort of done in a very childlike way. You know, scenes of Australia, Uluru and uh, Sydney Harbour. Um, and, and so particularly like this, Ken Doan. We had, uh, Ken Doan Duna and pillowcases. We had Ken Doan Coasters and placemats and postcards and calendar, Kendone all over the place. And, uh, I think people fairly quickly got, got sick of Kendone as well. Now, when, particularly me. So what, when you think of, of art, you know, someone might walk into, into your house and, and not particularly like what you've got hanging on the wall. Art is a very subjective thing. Not everyone's going to like the same words of art. Not everyone has the same taste. I remember going to, uh, an art gallery in, in Geelong at one time. Uh, I'm not sure why we ended up there, but I think it might have been some works on display from local artists, and these works were for sale. And I just remember there was one particular painting there. I just kept, I just kept going back to this, this one particular painting and looking at it. And and I, I don't really know why, but there was something about this painting that, that just affected me. It just it resonated with me. I just love this painting. I move around and I look at other ones, but I'd always end up going back to this, this particular painting. I didn't buy it because at that time I certainly had no money to be talking out on on a painting. But I just remember thinking, yeah, there's a saying, isn't there? Um, I know a lot about art, but I don't know what I like. Now, that's not right, is it? I don't know a lot about art, but I know what I like. That's the same. I didn't know a lot about 
you know, this is art, you know, painting. I didn't know a lot about art, but I, I knew that I liked that painting. And with, with art, that's, it's, it's like that with, with songs. It's like that with lots of other things in, in the, the artistic world. They affect, they can affect different people in different ways. Another question. Who has a photograph of something hanging on their wall at home? A lot of other hands. Now, I'm not advocating one above the other. You know, painting's fine, but photographs, um, nature scenes. I know sometimes, um, the photographer can, you know, manipulate a little bit, make the picture look a little bit more fantastic than it really is. But generally speaking, photographs of, you, you look at a photo, I saw a photograph of, of the beach down here the other day, taken by a drone. Incredible beauty. This, uh, this scene of the beach and the rocks and the, the beautiful color of the water. Now, photographs, uh, of a forest or flowers. Incredible. And, but what do they display? They're, they're, they're not someone, a human impression of a particular natural scene. They're, they're, they are just a, usually digital, depiction or something that's actually there. You know, you can see people with their easels, they might be looking at, at a lake with their easels set up and they're, they're painting this lake. We're, I sometimes watch a program called uh, Landscape Artists of the Year where they have several artists in the same position to paint the same scene. And at the end of the show, the judges will choose who, which, which painting they believe is, is the best. And usually at the end of the show, they always pick the one that I like the least or whatever, whatever but, but it, it's very difficult because very talented artists, mate. They're pretty much on a par with each other with their talent, but they've got different styles. And it's up to the judges, however they do it, to decide which is the best image. Sometimes you look at the pictures and you think, are we looking at the same scene here? You know, different colours, the people's impressions are different. With a photograph, most of the time, you, what you see is what was there. And with, with nature, you start to think when you're looking at a beautiful image of a beach or a forest or something, you, you think of the artist behind that. You think of the one that created that image that was photographed. The Lord God. He, he was the one that created it. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 1. In verse 26. In verse, sorry. Verse 31. And God saw everything that he had made. And behold, it was very good. It was very good. I think that's got to be one of the, one of the greatest understatements in the word of God. It was very good, the Lord said. How good? I think it's playing it down just a touch. When we look at, when we look at things in nature, it's magnificent. Let's have a quick look at Job 38. Where, where do you start to describe the creation of God? So many things I could, I could highlight. But in, in, uh, Job 38, I'll just touch on this very briefly. Verse 22. Hast thou entered into the treasures of the snow? Or hast thou seen the treasures of the, of the hail? Now we know through modern microscopes, that the intricacy of a snowflake and that there is no two snowflakes alike. I don't know who sat down and looked at every single snowflake to come up with that, but every single snowflake is such an amazing design. We go down to verse 31. Canst thou bind the sweet influences of Pleiades or loose the band of Orion? Here we are, how the Lord's talking about what's in space. The planets, the stars, the solar system. So you've got, you've got the intricate snowflake with the heavens, and everything in between. We could, we could talk about the Grand Canyon, we could talk about um, flowers, we could talk about butterfly wings, we could talk about um, fish. And you, you look at these things, and we see in it the, the incredible, magnificent design of God in these things. And how much pleasure must be given the Lord to, to create some of these things? 
I've heard it said about the Rockies in Canada, the Lord was just showing off. If you ever look at the Rockies, oh, that's, that's just the Lord, he's been showing off now. It's just so incredible. The things of God, the work of God that he's wrought, and how no, no artist among mankind could possibly get anywhere near achieving the artistry of, of our Lord God, our Father. The wonderful work of God. I'm going to run out of time here. I'll listen to some other things that the Lord's pretty good at. He's a builder. Abraham looked for a city whose who's builder and, and maker is God. He's the master mathematician, isn't he? What the Lord has woven through, even through his word, the numeric patterns through the word of God. The uh, fractals, you know, those uh, the patterns within within nature and leaves and things that Mandel got set, and we know about that, and the colours of infinity and the patterns of numbers above, above me, but I think there are some people here that are more familiar with that. Just the magnificent work of the Lord, even in mathematics. He's, he's a potter. It says, uh, if we quickly go to Isaiah 64, Isaiah 64 verse 8, <laughs> Isaiah 64 verse 8, it says, But now, O Lord, thou art our father, we are the clay, and thou our potter, and we are all the work of our hand. The Lord's a potter, and he shapes his moulds. He's a shipwright. He designed the ark, and got Noah to build it. He gave Noah the design of the ark. He knew how to make a, a ship that he got. Well, the purpose of these thoughts is, is to bring it to, to us, the work that God has done in us. The work of art, that even that I'm looking at now, I mean, here we are, a grand shepherd sort of bunch of people. I don't think any of us have been particularly sick on ourselves, but the Lord washed us clean and, and worked with a new, a blank canvas, put his spirit within it, and worked, worked, um, his, his work, his miracle work and artistry upon us. He brought us in, into the church of God, the design. And we'll finish in, we'll finish in Psalm chapter 50. The thing that strikes me about the Lord's creations is that it is beautiful. The Lord didn't have to make things beautiful. He could have, he could have just created things in a way that they would perform various functions that the life could, could go on and everything would work. He didn't have to create everything so magnificent, so beautiful. He did that for mankind. Because man is, is the one creature that the Lord made that can show appreciation to God for what he's done. We, we can appreciate that, that beauty that the Lord put in creation. Psalm 50, verse 1. The mighty God, even the Lord, has spoken and called the earth from the rising of the sun to the going down there. Verse 2. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God has shined. Zion, the church, we come apart. Because of the perfection of beauty. You made it beautiful, and you made it perfect. Psalm 48, verse 1. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of his holiness. Beautiful for situation. The joy of the whole earth. Is Mount Zion on the sides of the north, the city of the great king. Beautiful for situation. He's just showing off here. And, and he's got more, he's got more wonderful glory ahead of us, for us in, in the new Jerusalem. But, but this is beautiful for situation. The joy of the whole earth, and out of this, God has shined. Just think of the, the joy that the Lord and Father is getting out of this camp. He's shining. He's not going to shine like that if he's not happy. He's not pleased with what he's saying. Praise the Lord for the work that he's brought in us. Thank you.